0: Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chaluminati podcast, episode 81. We missed episode 80 because it was a sode compilation, and I'm going to say compilation now because I keep getting made fun of of how I usually say it. Compilation and people spell it the dirty way. Okay, like compile. <laughs> okay, what? Yeah, that's what they
1: do online to make fun of me. This that's a what they do. Show, let, me, man. let me, let me, let me ask you. It is? Let me ask you a question. Okay, let's just families solve this are problem. made listening to this show. <laughs> let's damn, put this to bed. Do you have sex right. while you listen to this show or not? No. <laughs>
2: what, what I was, was going to ask. What uh, what, <laughs> this is the Illuminati. Do you have sex contest? Yeah. If you are listening right now, pause. Get your significant other. Get them in the bedroom and press play. Let us <laughs> take everybody you away. Everyone has something to fun weird down.
0: that they've put on the background and fucked to regularly, all right?
2: It could yeah. be us if they're, if we're lucky. Yeah. Jag's
0: cross. Whatever it is.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry, yes, Alex. No. Okay. <laughs> the
1: episodes that we put out that are a mixture of of episodes uh past bonus episodes, those are called compilation episodes, right? Yes, but, they are. What is the act of putting those episodes together called when Compiling. you take? Yeah. Uh, Compiling? So you would say okay, that yeah, might right. be perhaps the compilation. <laughs> thank you, of Alex. The episodes.
0: That's so, right. That's exactly what. And thank you for passing the test. Congrats, Alex. You are now the the, the main, main host of the show. <laughs> I made <laughs> it. This is like you the Highlander. You, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you did it. Uh, but, you know,
1: think about that. Weird people that can't get over slight irregularities in language.
0: <laughs> welcome to the. I don't, you know podcast. what
2: i say give him a hard time
0: <laughs> yeah that's the, that's the only way
2: he's gonna learn he doesn't have that
0: thick skin dude i i, I can't give him, him a hard really time. he's up a little, little bit he, he, hasn't had had a, he
1: hasn't had a proper scandal in a while
0: yeah yeah it's true i haven't been doing internet content for 10 years and, yeah. and yeah. have seen every comment that could possibly exist <laughs> uh but speaking of those compilations of episodes they do come from somewhere don't they alex
1: they do and the real, the best, I call it the best kept secret of the Chilluminati podcast. And, 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 and you know why? Because, because once you find out about it, you're so glad you did. And you never, and you never even think about what life was like before because you're so much happier. Your life has changed. It's, it's because you've gone to patreon.com slash pod and you have signed up for our Patreon and all that, all th- those, those hard, that, those, those meager, those few dollars a month that you send our way are put to such good use by us. We're able to put out an episode every single week because of it. And not only that, Mathis by himself, he, he creates compilations of all the different episodes out there that we make these little bonuses after each and every episode, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, 20 minutes there. The compilation of it is staggering to make these compilation episodes. Okay. The amount of, the amount of, poise he exhibits the amount of the amount of bravery he exhibits in his compilation
0: true thank you for I want to thank you for speaking the truth it blows, Alex
1: it blows the mind so much poise uh, not to That's mention what... Deanna gets to exist who is she does is a huge boon to us if, if, she, if, if we, you don't make it money, yeah. she ceases to exist I'm as so part sorry. of the show I'm you don't so get sorry. huge sprawling 19 million hour long MK Ultra episodes without that peach of a human being Okay, we will just have
2: to remove her.
0: Yeah. And not to mention Mel with her. (laughs) She knows too much, so she can't be removed. Right, right.
1: Yeah. No, I have to introduce myself to her as the new host. Like I have to kiss her ring. Uh, And Mel is around drawing insanely awesome (laughs) pictures. Uh, I just would have liked if you said Mel's around and Mel's around. uh, And that's the show. Uh, No, she's she's drawing monthly art that is like it looks like something that would be like on a graphic novel cover. Like it's really some, some wild, stylish, awesome shit. Like I always tell you, go check it out. Patreon.com slash Illuminati pod. I love it. You love it. It keeps us afloat here. Let's talk about MKUltra for one and a half hours.
0: All right. Sounds good. You could go for another five minutes. If you really want to hit that 10 minute filler. I could.
1: And I would.
0: But (laughs) But we won't. But we won't. won't. But we won't. Yeah. All right. It's time. Yeah. It's MKUltra part two time. Uh, I hope you're all excited. Uh, This is going to lead. Well, we got a bit of a timeline here to cover. This episode may end up being a lot longer than the last episode. We will see. But if you remember in the last episode, we covered a couple decades worth of groundwork, the seeds that would eventually lead to the MK projects here in the U.S., the torture that was carried out at Unit 731 by Japan upon the Chinese the subsequent fall of Japan in World War II and the US taking those who worked at Unit 731 and redistributing them throughout Asia for continued human experimentation. Following the fall of Germany, Operation Paperclip recovered, which granted immunity to those, uh, to what was supposed to be a very limited scope of Nazi scientists that ended up being broadened to taking over 1,000. Turned into and in ev-
1: every Nazi scientist, every Nazi that's ever done
0: science, you're good. <laughs> Basically, was like, <laughs> given all right, given the okay. Paid off? It it did. And the eventual use of those ill-gotten gains from said scientists of concentration camps and the U S proceeded to use them for themselves because better in the hands of us than those of the Soviets was the mindset, but it wouldn't be until 1950 where we would see the government truly try their hand at subterfuge from the ground up. The first was MK Naomi. And as I said, at the end of the first episode, This was named, this name was rumored to be named after the secretary of the project's creator.
1: It's just like uh, Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Same deal. (laughs) Right. Exact same deal. They named him after Uh, the landlord.
0: uh, Right. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. This first project was something of a collaboration, actually. It was a joint effort between Camp Dietrich and the somewhat newly formed CIA, which was just the kind of the rebranded OSS, which was the Secret Service prior. Uh, And the uh, in Britain. And if you're wondering what MK is all about, that's just a prefix that they ended up uh, to indicate to those who created it, that it's run by the technical staff service or the technical services staff. Sorry. And they mostly made espionage tools. So anything was MK meant technical services staff was doing something espionage with it. The goal of MK Naomi was actually pretty straightforward, especially during Cold War era times. So I'm just going to quote the investigator uh, who dug up the info on this. Under MK Naomi, the SOD, which stands for Special Operations Division, the SOD men developed a whole arsenal of toxic substances for CIA use. If agency operators needed to kill someone in a few seconds with, say, a suicide pill, SOD provided super deadly shellfish toxin. More useful for assassination, CIA and SOD men decided was botulinum with an incubation period of eight to 12 is a botulinum botulinum. botulinum. Yeah. Botulinum?
2: Botul, I mean, botulism just in general. Yeah, sure. But when you that, do it to a lot of people, you're botulinum. The
0: botuluminati uh, no, podcast, a good, that's, right? <laughs> Botuluminon. Yeah. The botuluminots. Fair, fair enough. Is that an incubation With an incubation period of eight to 12 hours, it allowed the killer to separate himself from the deed. When CIA operators merely wanted to rid, uh, be rid of somebody temporarily SOD stockpiled for them about a dozen diseases and toxins of various strengths. So basically it was just a suicide pill, kill them super quick botulism. It'll kill them in eight to 12 hours. Gives whoever who uh, an opportunity to bounce. And then other things that made people feel sick or knock them out temporarily. This
1: is such a like sociopathic approach to war.
0: Oh man, it just gets worse. It's and just it's so just, it doesn't. Depraved. I, I, you know what? Honestly, this is a trigger warning from here on out for the rest of the episode. If you think that's bad, it's going to get, exponentially worse. So just hang tight. Uh, If things start getting bad, don't worry, step away, pause, come back podcasts. We can be here when you're ready for MK Naomi though. The CIA was mostly just an observing party. Most of the work being done by and conducted uh, for this was being done by the British military. They did however, conduct something of a test run of the Pentagon's preparedness for a biological strike. 6 members of the SOD were sent to the Pentagon on a covert mission. They were what? expertly dis- yep, just just wait. They were expertly disguised as air quality monitors and subsequently were simply let in. They then proceeded to move about the Pentagon, quietly spraying mock pet bacteria into the air ducts. After they've moved from room to room, air duct to air duct, spraying their weird fake bacteria, they ran the numbers and came out the other end with the conclusion that had the attack been a real one a minimum of half of the people working within the Pentagon would have been killed.
1: Huh? What the fuck? So they
0: yep. did a they did a black ops
1: like undercover fake terrorist attack on the Pentagon without telling on the anyone. Pentagon. Yeah. Dude, can you fucking um, like what balls? What who did who <laughs> who carried that out? Uh that was
0: this was all MK MA, uh, this was uh, all MK Naomi. This was the uh, CIA doing this. Oh my God. SOD and CIA working together. Who are those people?
1: What do you mean? <laughs> who, like, walked into that building? Like, what were they, like, like so we don't have the those names?
2: Those people we, are a star somewhere. That's I don't what think I'm we'll saying. ever know who exactly that we, was. Just, yeah. No names.
0: Damn. You think that's insane? Je- okay, so small ideas, Alex, end up giving way to much loftier goals. And the next thing on their docket was something by the name of operation sea spray. You get a quick guess as to what you think operation sea spray was just by going through it by its title. Um, unless you already know what it is, then don't say anything.
1: Inventing the did jet ski.
0: Sick, sick. guess.
1: I mean, Jessie, come on. What do what I got? Was? Sea spray?
0: Yeah. Sea spray operation. So, you know what that? did you know what operation sea spray was Jesse? No, no, no. Okay. So, uh, after such an astounding find when coming to the faux assault on the Pentagon, the next step was bigger. Taking a minesweeper, retrofitted with an enormous aerosol hose, they drifted near San Francisco for six days at the end of September of 1950, with scientists at Camp Dietrich deciding on Serratia Marsens as the harmless bacteria that they were going to use to spray amongst the civilian population of San Francisco. So this
1: was not in any way a like cute or or like misleading name for that. They literally just sprayed literally. the fucking ocean with
0: bacteria. So yeah, so they all threw threw out the harmless bacteria of Serratia marcescens because it was red and easy to trace later on and had no known ill effects. They sprayed it into the coastal mist. After some time had passed, about two weeks. They took samples from 43 different sites and they reached the conclusion that this faux bacteria, this harmless bacteria, had spread to all 800,000 residents of San Francisco, while also affecting people in Oakland, Berkeley, Sausalito, just to name a few of the other cities. Wow. As weeks went on, more and more people actually began to check into the hospital with urinary tract infections, all of them urinating red urine. It actually ended up killing one person who actually was recovering from a recent prostate surgery and ended up contracting this virus that hit the city and it ended up killing him.
1: What in the fu-
2: I, so that is like unbelievable to me. <laughs> I, 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 I have Buckle to in, like, buckaroo. if we're going to talk about, you know, toxins and spores yeah, and course. germs, I just we have to rewind back to botulism
0: real quick just to yeah, like. Sure,
2: absolutely. I need it to really stress is this.
0: A we are. We are really blurring through a lot of I things. Really just so We don't spend this. like nine hours.
2: Yeah. So like I don't know if people understand how crazy smart botulism as a way to kill a person is because botulism in general, like the uh, like the, the botulinium or whatever it's called. <laughs> is in everything. It's right. in everything it's literally in everything it's in the everywhere. soil it's in every food we eat it is on everything and the way that it like can actually turn deadly is it has to have a certain like type of like a percentage of oxygen and a certain temperature and moist low acid situations right huh
1: mm-hmm.
2: and if it has those three things it is now able to hurt you and so the the reason why we salted food long ago, the reason why we canned food, and why canned food during the fifties and sixties was so prevalent, is stuff like this. Um, there's a really famous story about how I think in the Ottoman Empire. Ooh, I hope that's right. In the Ottoman Empire, there was straight up. A dude who banned like one of the emperors banned blood sausage because it was causing so much botulism that he Damn. was like, if you can't, if you can't get your blood sausage underway, we're not having it anymore. Honest, honestly,
1: that's nuts. I, I feel like it's like fine. I feel like if that's all it takes to lock it down is, hey, guys, hey, sorry, um, you guys <laughs> are not going to be able fuck. to eat that sausage with
2: the like you guys put a lot of blood in. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, the reason why I mentioned the blood sausage is that's where the name comes from. Blood? Botulism okay. comes from botulus which is latin meaning sausage. Because it's the gotcha. sausage sickness. Yeah, the sausage sickness is what got people the sausage sick. Sausage sickness. Listen, listen,
1: no roasties on blood sausage. I love a good morcia as much as the next guy. Uh but I'm, you know, yeah, you know, if it's between that or uh, dying of a disease?
2: Uh, we'll give it up, I'm no good. problem. Yeah, I'll just eat chicken. Yeah, but then that's why, you know, you would throw your meat in salt. Or you would yeah. uh, eventually we canned food. Like canned foods would prevent stuff like that from happening. And it's people are like, Why would you, you know, do this over like a fresh thing? There's your answer. Sometimes fresh will kill your ass. <laughs> yeah. bro, welcome to the, you guys you
1: guys have no idea how bad it used to be.
0: There's yeah, no man, way no. to
1: understand how much how much closer to death humans were at every moment a hundred years ago than now it's true and not just because we were also in a pandemic then you know what i mean like, also yeah. true yeah it has nothing to do with the pandemic the pandemic that's like easy gloves of what nature is trying to do to us every fucking day you guys have no fucking idea unless <laughs> unless you're a fucking scientist or doctor which apparently at least a couple
2: of you are so ch- cheers to you guys
0: yeah well, I it just not the to, government is also trying to accidentally kill us with their tests you well, know that's what oh, I, was, yeah. I just
2: want to like really stress that botulism was like first off Sinister because once you oh, yeah, it takes hours to kill you, but it's also something that if a doctor saw it, they'd be like, They must have eaten the wrong thing, and there's no yep. way they'd ever be able to find out. There simply isn't. Yep, it but, just happens. Uh, just, yeah. Luckily,
0: it wasn't botulism they sprayed San Francisco with. So. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly, I mean, exactly, though, right? Like, <laughs> that, like, like, but that's doesn't that scare the shit out of you? Like, how easy it is to just be like, Sure, okay city dead
1: it 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 almost it almost like affirms my like faith in humanity a little bit just that like (laughs) we're not constantly being victimized by botulism and like insane untraceable mass
0: murdering like (laughs) viruses let's test that a little bit as we continue on here so with these interesting sets of numbers in hand and having really only been a passing observer in mk naomi the cia was itching to get to work on something of their own finally they really were. Dude, we want and to do something as fucked up as this immediately. This all this all has happened the the past everything that we've gone through in the beginning has only been about seven months worth of time since the since MK Naomi. So it is with this eagerness that the CIA finally opened their first project working toward mind control. A project by the name of Project Bluebird. You may once again have an opportunity to guess why you think they call it Bluebird.
1: Uh, they sprayed poison in the air so all the birds yeah, would turn yeah. blue and die. I don't know. <laughs> you got it.
0: You got it. You got it. Uh, it's because the stated goal of the project was to attempt to get their subjects to quote sing like a bird. What we know about the early days of the project is actually very little. Who wrote as it that? Wouldn't beca- fucking
1: name Popeye. And- <laughs> <laughs> I better get these guys to sing like a bird. I sell ya. Okay. 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 Good, good, good. <laughs>
2: Um, It it doesn't even sound like Popeye. It's it's Popeye with botulism. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Uh,
0: Project Bluebird really wouldn't become its final form for about six months after it was officially founded. But what we do know is that their goal was to have their experiments be the following. Broad and comprehensive involving both domestic and overseas activity. The best subjects for the program were prisoners, which more specifically included, quote, defectors, refugees, and POWs. And lastly, experiments would be aimed at, quote, investigating the possibility of control of an individual by application of special interrogation techniques. As I said, it would be about six months before things expanded, after the officers uh, asked to actually include, uh, rather establish, a four training Teams that they would then use to conduct experiments and develop techniques to determine the possibilities and practicality of the use of special interrogation on willing and unwilling subjects for operational purposes. Essentially, they built teams. So the final form of this particular program was anywhere between four and six teams of people that they would then send throughout the world to work on these things.
1: So to be clear, this is... This is not them investigating ways to torture people into giving information. This is specifically them trying to come up with some sort of way to like like a truth serum, like just to. Yes.
0: Yes. To the second one by way of the first. I mean,
1: torture. I'm sure a bunch of people went through some. We're going to go into it. We've got to go into it. it. But but yeah. yeah. Just to be clear, they're they're not trying to come up with a new way to rip off your fingernails. They're trying to put a chemical in your body that makes you just tell the truth.
0: They're trying to get you to be coercive, yes. correct? By not by torture, in that particular's very strict definition of like physical, yeah. uh, like breaking of bones and stuff. Yeah. So uh, again, I'm just uh, gonna kind of quote what the the goal was here: conduct experiments and develop techniques to determine the possibilities and practicability of the positive use of special interrogation on willing and unwilling subjects for operational purposes. Positive use of SI special interrogation would be for the purpose of operational control of individuals to perform, perform specific tasks under post-hypnotic suggestion. This field, if, uh, if is found that the application of SI is possible and practical, offers unlimited possibilities to operational officers. So on top of drawing and everything out, they're looking at like code word trigger a sleeping agent type shit on top of that. It's like,
1: I thought it was like imaginary. You know what I mean? No. No, it's not.
0: Like it's all all the things that happen in comic books happen in that's real what life. I,
1: that's what I mean. Like, it's so weird that like that's how they manifest. Like, obviously, these things are like some of the worst things that our government has ever done. Right? Like, yeah. our 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 government has done some bad stuff, and this is like some some of their worst atrocities. And it shows up in our culture as like, do you expect me to talk? You know. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I know. On, it- Take my poison. Like it's just, it's so fucking
0: surreal to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you might be wondering then who, who is the person who took over Bluebird and made it this way? The Joker from Batman. Correct. Also known as somebody else entirely. October 1950, a new CIA director walked into Bluebird and took it over. General Walter Bedell Smith. One of his first decisions was to hire Ambition's former LSS spymaster, Alan Dahls, who may vaguely remember that name from the first episode. He worked for six weeks as a consultant before officially joining the agency on January 2nd in 1951. And Alan Dahls' title was Deputy Director for Plans and his job was to oversee the CIA's covert operations. Throughout his entire career, Alan Dahls energetically pursued any possible avenue for mind control, as he saw it as an indispensable part of the secret war against communism. In a way, Dahls was Obsessed with ma- uh, mind control in all of its facets. What year was this? 1950 into 1951. So
1: he was so literally okay. So literally, what we're talking about is s- s- people seeing supervillains in comic books.
0: <laughs> yes, being like, yeah, this is still comic book era. Time. Being like,
1: yes, this, and then figuring out how to do it for real, like mind control. And no
0: Batman ever showed up to save the day. Okay. Right.
1: And 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 is this is this guy is this Matt Damon that we're talking about? Is this, yes, uh, this is from Matt Damon you from uh, the it. movie, right? Yeah, what movie? Uh, ooh, I think it is called The Good Shepherd. Never seen it. It's it's like about a guy who I, I I believe it's this guy, Dulles, right?
0: Maybe, yeah. I've never it might be I've never heard of I it. I think so. It's and it's like
1: it's like a 3-hour movie. It's got like uh John Turturro takes uh LSD and jumps out a window in it. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. That actually, that's, that actually happened. That's like happened. the most famous, that's like the most famous yeah, thing. That's like
0: the thing everybody knows, I think, out of this, i like yeah. this story. Uh, so let me, yeah, I'm going to tell please. you for sure if this was him. Give me the factuals. My, yes.
2: Matt Damon played Edward Wilson, Edward Wilson in The Good Shepherd. Okay. Yeah. So he he, he was luck.
1: like
0: even higher up than that. All right. Well, let's push onward. Dolls, it only took dolls a couple of weeks before he was already like, Balls deep in trying to get shit off the ground for mind control. After two weeks on the job, Dulls focused on Bluebird and sent a series of memos to two senior officers he assigned to help run the project. <clears throat> they said the following, quote, in our conversation on February 9th, 1951, I outlined to you the possibilities of augmenting the usual interrogation methods by the use of drugs, hypnosis, shock, etc., and emphasize the defensive aspects as well as the offensive offensive opportunities in this field of applied medical science the enclosed folder interrogation techniques was prepared by my medical division to provide you with a with the suitable background so basically this guy i don't know you I, he's just taking all this torture and you just as long as you say it's applied medical science then everybody's like yeah it's fine he's like i've also But none of this was really some, uh, medical science
1: yeah it's like it's like it's 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 uh, what's the what's the thing called that they all have to say, uh, all the doctors, uh, the the oh. Hippocratic Oath.
0: Oh, yeah. The Hippocratic Oath. Well, he gets around that. Don't worry. That's the next note in the script, because you think this would be a red flag. But Dolls also noted that this, quote, augmenting literally could only be carried out overseas because many of his aspects were, quote, not permitted by the United States government. Bluebird teams uh, this continues in, in his in his memo. Bluebird teams are to include persons qualified in medicine, psychological interrogation and the use of the electro. Oh, my God. I'm going to butcher this. <sighs> electroencephalogram i got it yeah. electroencephalogram electric shock and the polygraph so basically his outline is like because again they made about anywhere between four and six teams it seems and they all included about four people and each one was like a specialist so you know how in star, star wars just got announced a bunch of new shows and the bad batch got right. announced it's like the bad batch but evil assholes
1: yeah exactly it's like it's li- it's it's literally a comic book premise except it happened in real life Yep, it's it is so crazy to me that they were like, let's just get a bunch of mad scientists and like let them do their bad shit for us. Yep, why didn't they just These make are- Iron Man? Why did they make? Why didn't they <laughs> make super? You know, why did they make superheroes? Why did they make the mind control?
2: Beam? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say they tried. I'm gonna say they definitely tried to make an Iron Man at least some point in the last 50 years. Yeah, yeah I'm but not pro- for good. Not for good. I be- I Yeah. Oh no, I guarantee they had men in suits somewhere on an air force base. They're like, all right, <laughs> can we get this metal to fly? Strap rockets to their legs. I guarantee <laughs> they s- someone tried. <laughs> I'm just so someone's uh, a, like a quadriplegic now. Honestly, because
1: of experimenting on people yeah. is probably just not tight. Period.
0: No, no, no not it's at all, not. man. Not at all. But these researchers were out there to investigate ways that a person could be, quote, made to commit acts useful to us under post-hypnotic suggestion, along with ways to condition our own people, uh, condition our own people so they will not be subject to post-hypnotic suggestion. So they were like, all right. We got to buff our dudes, give them a mental shield. Sure. But also as mind control do, the enemies.
2: As you do. I mean, right. that's one of those things like it's a movie trope where but someone drinks the poison. But like I've been drinking this poison every day, a little bit every day for 25 years. That's <laughs> exactly. why I'll live and you'll die. It's Yeah, it's the exact same crazy thing, except it's like mind control. <laughs> like, yep. All right, sure. It's
1: literally like that. Like, I think that's literally where the head was at was just like. It's control the mind of another man. (laughs) I think
0: I think I think this last quote, this last question from dolls really puts his mind, though, and kind of gives you an idea why where this all was, because his final like big question was, can a person under hypnosis be forced to commit murder? That was one of his big questions. And
1: what should I call myself when I go out to take down Spider-Man? (laughs) <laughs> the hypnographizer well,
0: now, with his teams now built and his uh and his goals now set in place and now knowing he can't do it in the u.s these are where the cia black site prison started to come into use particularly handy king yeah <laughs> yeah super handy or oh, dr. Dr. Hi- dr
2: hypnosis
0: dr dr hypnosis getting there. we're gonna have a name by the end of this yeah, I want it, dude. Because you got to tell me which one of these he was residing in—Camp King or Villa Shuster. Come on, oh, Villa Shuster. Come on, that's now. what I'm thinking. Right, it's yeah, on yeah. an island, remote <laughs> research <laughs> base. We'll, we'll talk about it. So, in 1946, shape of his face, time, yeah. building a little bit, giving you a little bit more history, boys. In 1946, the U.S. Army took over a Nazi transit camp for uh, for captured British and American pilots. It's an and it's we, a
1: Nazi camp. Yeah, it was the Nazi. It's camp like an that we Operation Paperclip building. <laughs> Yeah, we just took it. We just took it for the ourselves. Perfect oh, place is, oh, for hair building is so trustworthy. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
2: oh um, my god, hair hypnosis. Oh, <laughs> hair oh, hypnosis. oh that's oh, it. air hypnosis. Hair hypnosis. Oh, I like perfect. it. In villa Schuster. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Welcome so, yep. <laughs> to my villa. <laughs>
0: Boy, I hate it so much. Captain but I America.
2: Love it. So glad to see you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In the in the background, I just see Bean Boy Must hanging out.
1: Fight hypnosis, Bean Boy! I need your help. It's behind, bro! <laughs> <laughs> Hit this! Hit this cap! <laughs> Use your shield as the nail. Hit this nap, bro! <laughs> Vibranium can take any amount of heat. <laughs> It's fucking Pineapple <laughs> Express Research Laboratory. <laughs> Bean Boy's like the Wolverine I can't of the stuff. Weapon J program. <laughs>
2: oh no! Boy, he's too chill for my power. Oh powers. shit,
1: bro. I just tried chili dogs again. Shit tastes so different, bro.
0: World peace.
2: Achieve! Oh my God! Uh, oh Okay. <laughs> they, I just—that's <laughs> right, the Captain America. Villain. That's we the comic him. I need. That's the yep. one I need. Is just that
0: whoever drew the Young Mathis in uh, Bell Bell on Twitter Bell Bell. It's here, oh I my it is. God! On Twitter, he's the guy who drove that drew that comic cover of Young <sighs> Mathis in and and Satan. You gotta give us Air <laughs> Hair or whatever his name was. Somebody, hair somebody.
2: Hypnosis versus Air Hypnosis versus yeah, yeah. Captain America versus the amazing boston baked bean boy as he somebody, up oh, in america
1: somebody photoshop uh, a little realistic boston baked bean boy into the scene from pineapple express with bill Hader uh, <laughs> in the in the weed bunker
0: oh uh, all right we gotta focus 1946 the u.s army took over a nazi transit camp for captured Mother british fuckers. and american pilots and renamed it camp king since it was already configured with prison cells and interrogation rooms, it became a place where. How uh, handy! Recalcitrant ex Nazis and other prisoners.
1: <laughs> recalcitrant ex Nazis.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> um, that's where they were sent for, quote, special interrogations. Officially, it was said to house the 7,707th European Command Intelligence Center. Camp King was home based for the. <laughs> Yeah, this the is gonna be another co- is, nazis is, no this is so i when i when i was writing this out this is this this is the thing that made me think of a comic book so camp king was the home base for who were known as the rough boys shut the fuck up what were the rough ha- boys they were a handful of counterintelligence corps officers known for abusing and beating prisoners yeah with the following methods. Yeah, (laughs) just like the rough boys. He's all just like beat up or British like ex-military. Wolverine, the comedian.
1: You might be asking,
0: though, how how do they beat up these ex-Nazis? They immerse the victims in freezing water, forced victims to run through gauntlets of soldiers who beat them with baseball bats and other weapons.
2: Wait, so time out. So this was an American facility. That used uh-huh. to be a Nazi facility that we shared with the British houses, afterward that now houses former Nazis that are then yes. being treated yep. as badly as the Nazis treated people who were at the Nazi prison originally. Cool. Yep. All right. I just want to make sure <laughs> now, this is all now no, you got it.
0: Now it's Brad it, Pitt. Man. It's
1: Brad Pitt's crew in uh, *Inglorious <laughs> Bastards
0: is what yeah. I'm
2: imagining now.
0: Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Freezing water. Forcing victims to run through gauntlets of soldiers who beat on them with baseball bats and other things. Injected victims with Metrazole, a drug uh, to loosen tongues, but also caused violent contortions. They also injected victims with cocktails of mescaline, heroin, and amphetamines. You know what? Why? Why not? They were getting specially interrogated. What in the world? I guess they were just testing to see if all that worked. Yeah, there, there's like basically like some mad science quote unquote behind it where they're just doing shit to see if they can get results that they desire or want. It's like the right, episode of right. Beavis and
1: Butthead where they just like find a dying baby bird and they just like try and save it and just like probably made its last moments worse and more heart-wrenching than already <laughs> just by like poking it with shit and pouring water on it and shit.
2: Oh my God. Just yeah. craziness. Yeah. I mean, like the crazy thing is like part of me is like F them Nazis, but also part of me is Every like. Every part of me. But but also the other part of me is like, as an American, your government being just as bad as Nazis is like, well, yeah, doesn't make it any better. Saying, yeah, fuck, yeah. saying "fuck
1: Nazis" is not the same as saying, you know, submerge Nazis in freezing water and beat them Absolutely. with baseball bets. Yes, yeah. Exactly.
2: There's a, like becoming yeah. as bad just for the sake of like, well, let's see what happens. Is kind of what makes Nazis as terrible as Nazis Those recalcitrant, are. those recalcitrant
0: ex Nazis. So, so disagreeable. This is all happening before Bluebird was there. So when so. Dolls heard about this place, he actually reached out and asked a very particular question. I'm not going to ask the question. I'm just going to give you the answer to the question. The CAA officer in response to Dolls, said, quote, no, disposal of a body would be no problem, end quote. So, you know, it's that kind of place. What does that mean? Well, like, what did they do? They just burnt them? Everything above was very appealing to Dolls, and he began dispatching teams of Bluebird uh, agents to Camp King to carry out further interrogations. However, Bluebird was so covert that even an army base was not secret enough for them. So, CIA officers conducting Bluebird interrogations were offered uh, were were offered guidance by Doc Fisher, also known as General Walter Schreiber. Why does he have two names? Because the first name was a cover name because he was a former surgeon general of the Nazi army. Oh my God. Where he had conducted experiments at Auschwitz, Ravensbruck, and Dachau. Uh, I think I'm saying that right. The three friendliest uh, in which, places in the war. <laughs> yeah. In which inmates were uh, were frozen, injected with mescaline and other drugs, cut open so the progress of gangrene on their bones could be monitored. Yeah. So this is the guy that project, that Bluebird used as their guide when they decided to start doing these projects (laughs) it's
2: so messed up man like well you've got experience (laughs) so i just want to
0: be sitting in the
1: office and be like okay so your post-war effort to increase the
2: defense was just to hire all the nazis and give them jobs and protect them that's just that just goes to show how ridiculous america was in a cold war state yeah, we now they've so got, got it all figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We're fine now. We're but I mean, we were, we're, we're totally so terrified fine. of communism that we were we would literally ally with Nazis. the worst people <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> yeah, in order to defeat a threat that we thought was worse than them, which is
0: sounds weirdly familiar in 2020, isn't it? Look, man, people who so scared of communism. Uh, so you might be asking, well, how do we get Schreiber? I got the story. Don't you worry. <laughs> Schreiber actually didn't end up in U.S. hands initially. Schreiber was arrested by the Soviets and imprisoned in Lubyanka in Moscow, where he persuaded his jailers to allow him to accept a professorship in East Berlin, and they relented, giving him said job. Afterward, he slipped into West Berlin and gave himself immediately immediately over to the counterintelligence corps, yeah. who sent him to Camp King, where he became the staff doctor. After just a few short months
2: that that checks out, that's I mean, <laughs> most people that were captured by the Russians uh, when they saw the Soviet Union, they were like, nah, w- uh, uh, they're like, yo, but- this sucks. At least I can get <laughs> a burger in America. Let's go. <laughs> but it was the same thing. That's why they so easily were like, hey, doc, if you want to be a professor in one of our colleges in Russia, you can because Russians were the exact same thing.
1: And they're like, those yep. dirty Nazis are poisoning our men. And mispe- Oh, you want to do that against the bad guys? Let's do it, <laughs> son.
0: <laughs> so Camp King wasn't ex- exactly as exclusive as they all had wanted. They were sharing it with the British Army. The CIA then opened its own secret prison a few miles from Camp King in Kronberg in a 1906 villa known as Villa Shuster for the Jewish family that built and owned it, but was forced to sell it under not, the Nazi regime oh and also house Waldorf for the lane that led to it. It became the CIA torture house. So I'm sure that Jewish house. family
1: was so honored.
0: <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking when I was reading this. I was like, so you, you, the Jewish family was like taken and forced to give it to Nazi. You got it back. And instead of giving it back to the family, you just turned it into a torture house instead. But you named it after the family. Maybe the family was dead. Maybe they died in the Holocaust. I don't know. I don't care but,
1: where they are.
0: You don't yeah, name I it. I feel like that's just not what you do. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> prisoners that came through Villa Shuster were considered, quote, especially expendable. Which what? really that's only meant that, that mean? if they ended up which which really only meant if they disappeared, no one would come looking, and they were deemed to be holding the most valuable secrets. So if nobody was coming looking, that must mean they must be a
2: high end. What spy. Do you con- I would love to know what they consider to be the most valuable secrets. When everyone who had secrets, they were like, "Hey, you're a part of the team now." Like I don't do you know, know what the fuck they sequ- want. If, yeah, if it's a secret, know. how do you know they know it?
0: Because I mean, I imagine under the context in which they were arrested, they know that they're at the very least part of the enemy government or they're part of the army. But again, who knows what and like how much they know? There's no way to know. But it didn't stop them. Camp King, Villa Shuster, and other black sites across Europe set a precedent for the CIA. They consisted of Eastern Europeans, mostly including people from East Germany that were captured Soviet agents or simply refugees that were judged unreliable. The CIA uh, they would then open prisons and exert their right to detain and imprison people in other countries as well as interrogate them harshly while they were in custody without regard for the U.S. law. So every loophole imaginable was used by the CIA to treat these people as badly as they wanted. This network of prisoners was then duplicated in Japan. Bluebird interrogator teams injected captured North Korean soldiers with mixes of the depressant sodium amytol combined with stimulants uh, benazedrine, coramine, and picrotoxin. When the prisoners were in the transition state between stimulant and depressant, They were then subjected to hypnosis, electroshock, and debilitating heat. The goal was to, quote, induce violent cathartic reactions, alternately putting subjects to sleep, then waking them up until they were sufficiently confused to be coerced into reliving an experience from their past.
1: Did any of this fucking work? No. Yeah, (laughs) what the fuck?
2: Like, it seems obvious that it wouldn't work. I I don't know. Well, But I feel like that when they walked away from all this, they were like, you know what we learned? It doesn't work. Good
0: job, everyone.
2: Yes. <laughs> yep. You're correct. Gentlemen, that is exactly a lot of what they to worked Eva. away
0: from. <laughs> 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 to tink. Officers involved in these experiments to keep their true nature secret, even from American military units. And to say that they were, uh, we told to say that they were into conducting intensive polycraft work. Mm. So nobody was able to tell anybody who they knew what they were actually doing and what they were working on. But still, Bluebird was just the seed. The next project and the one that's going we're going to be talking about for the rest of the episode, leading all the way up to what would lead into MKUltra, started in 1951, would be Project Artichoke. Sidney Gottlieb, again, a name you might recognize from episode one, began to work at the CIA on July 13th, 1951. And by August 20th, 1951, a little over a month later, he decided that Bluebird needed to be expanded intensified, and centralized. He also gave the project a new name, which would be Artichoke.
1: Is this because they loved after- to the, they, they've were studying the art of choking people? Uh,
0: you know, uh, I love what, it. Yeah. Sounds right. It's honestly, I'm with you on that one. Three days after Artichoke launched, Alan Dull's was promoted to deputy director of central intelligence, assuring protection and support for the secret mind control project. Nice, dude. So Alan yeah, like it's just the the the, the evil evil dude just getting promotion. Be like, good work, the rich get richer. Ha ha. Yep. <laughs> the first directives that ended up being sent over to Project Artichoke teams contained recommendations uh, of the following: interrogations be carried out in uh, in a safe house or a uh, uh, or a safe area with an adjoining room for recording devices, transformers, etc., in a bathroom because occasionally the artichoke technique or a treatment produces nausea, vomiting, or other conditions which make bathroom facilities essential. Jesus. From time to artichoke, time. Artichoke techniques may be used. And when they say artichoke techniques, it's the it's just the things that they're doing to the people. Right. They're just talking about the druggings and the and the and the tortures and stuff. Artichoke techniques may be used at any stage of interrogation, either as quote, a starting point for the obtaining of information or as a last resort, when all or nearly all attempts at obtaining information have failed, or when a subject is completely recalcitrant or particularly stubborn, literally, literally in the rules, it's like, literally, do whatever you want, fuck it, you literally, it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right, cool, good luck. Okay. Continuing, our principal goal remains the same as it was in the beginning: the investigation of drug effects on ego control. And vol- vol- volitional activities, as an example, uh, can willfully suppressed information be elicited through drugs affecting higher nervous systems? If so, which agents are better for this purpose and which? So it's like, can we can we give someone a drug to make them feel better or worse? It's like alchemy, and, uh, but, but torture. Yes, correct. Drugs are are already on hand and new ones are being produced that can destroy integrity and make indiscreet the most dependable individual. End quote. Ooh. Most of what the CIA called artichoke work qualified as medical torture. <laughs> <Ba-bam-ba-bam>. Examples, in- <laughs> yeah. Examples include dosing unwilling patients with potent drugs, Jesus. subjecting them to extremes of temperature and sound, and strapping them in electric shock machines. A CIA memo written soon after artichoke launch hinted at the full extent of the experiments. So this is so we only know this through again. <clears throat> a lot of the information is memos we're able to get. And like who were willing to come forward about exactly what was happening here. Um, So we do. There is evidence that all this stuff is was real and actually was happening. And most of the evidence is straight memos. So the next memo was this quote. Specific research should be undertaken to develop new chemicals or drugs or to improve known elements for use in artichoke work. Hmm. An exhaustive study should be made of various gases and aerosols, gas guns, jets or sprays, both concealed and open, should be studied. In addition, the problem of permanent brain injury and amnesia following lack of oxygen or exposure to other gases should be studied. The effects of high and low pressure on individuals should be examined. A considerable amount of research could profitably uh, be expended in the field of sound. This research would include the effects on human beings of various types of vibrations, monotonous sounds, concussions, ultra-high frequency, ultrasonics, the effect of constantly repeated words, sounds, continuous suggestion, non-rhythmic sounds, whispering, etc. How many people knew about this? Good question, but I do know, so I do wonder if Sonic Warfare stuff came from this. There's well, stuff
2: happening now that yes, probably yeah, came Yeah, Have you up. guys, Reese, oh, man... I, Is it gang well, I'm stalking? Gonna, You're
0: going to talk of gang stalking?
2: I want to, I'll bring this up in, in one of our uh, Patreon shows. I'll have to do a Is it the Cuba sound? Search. Yes. Yes. More, yes! Like oh, recently, yes. the stuff that like Two weeks yes. ago, they reported that it's crazy. It's probably
0: pop- pod. If you want to hear us talk about that story, yeah. right after this episode. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I did a lot, a of, lot of sound stuff. Imagine being drugged, put in a freezing room, and then blasted with sound for hours on end. That's I what I do like to I myself when I and pass get out home from work. But <laughs> continuing, they also uh, continuing the 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 memo. Bacteria, plant cultures, fungi, poisons of various types are capable of producing illnesses, which in turn would produce high fevers, delirium, etc. The removal of certain food elements, such as sugar, starch, calcium, vitamins, proteins, etc. from food of an individual over a certain period of time will produce psychological and physical reactions in an individual.
1: Feeding, a study not should feeding be made people to
0: de- food will kill them faster. <laughs> yeah, no, Yeah, correct. A study should be made to determine whether or not the removal of certain food elements from the diet of prisoners over a given period of time will materially condition them for artichoke work. Whether an individual will reveal information as a result of electroshock or while in an electroshock coma has not yet been demonstrated. Whether electroshock can produce controlled amnesia does not appear to be established. If an electronically induced sleep could be obtained and that sleep is used as a means for gaining hypnotic control of an individual this apparatus might be of extreme value to the artichoke work. The agency, under no circumstances, would consider lobotomy and brain surgery as an operative measure. However, it is felt that the subject could be examined. Special <laughs> Wait, research. Wait, what the should fuck be, does that mean? They basically we would said We never, ever it, fucking do that. Come, but we might girl. do it. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we don't think it'll matter. But hey, if you hear about somebody's brain being sliced open, don't. We told you it might happen. We're gonna do it. We we done. We've done it already. <laughs> Special research should be conduced uh, to determine the effect of long and continuous exposure of individuals to infrared and ultraviolet light. There are a great many psychological techniques that could be used in a connection with the artichoke work, including moving or vibrating rooms, distorted rooms, the deliberate creation of an anxiety condition, the creation of panic, fear, or the exploitation of established phobias, the effect of heat and cold, the effect of dampness, dryness, or saturated, uh, saturated of dry air, the general problem of disorientation and completely sound soundproof areas. It would be great. It would be a great advantage if a small, effective hypno spray, uh, a device, could be designed along the lines of a fountain pen. This, of course, would be necessarily have would be necessary ha- would necessarily have to include some effective chemical or drug. That could be used in this connection. What the fuck is this based on? This would be on? a very valuable weapon. This is just like and a fucking
1: dude in his bathtub. Like, it would be sick if there was like a pen that could like <laughs> control your mind, bro. You, We should get some <laughs> scientists working on this mind control pen. That would be like so tight if we could get that. That's,
0: that's really what these memos are. And that's the end of the memo. But that's what it reads like. It really reads like this dude just like, this would be cool. And this would be cool. And I know lobotomies are dumb, but I've always wanted to see one. So we'll put that not one in. if there's like a
1: ring you could do that like has like a spiral. And then <laughs> like when you look at the ring, it like controls your mind. See if you can I like make
0: like that. A CIA operative testing it out on interrogating an ex-Nazi officer where he reaches into his bag and he just like flips on the glasses that have two spirals on the eyes. Dude,
1: <laughs> imagine if that worked.
0: Like, could we make that?
1: <laughs> could we make that? Torture
0: some people. Uh, so you might be wondering... And if you're not, you're going to learn what did the artichoke team, what did the artichoke team include? Well, it included, quote, unquote, research specialists. Yes, maniacs, a medical officer and a security technician technician. And by early 1952, four teams were active one each in West Germany, France, Japan and South Korea. Mm. And of course, several more were later added. Artichoke teams could be dispatched at the request of the army of C or CIA interrogators who faced particularly stubborn prisoners. So you basically, if the CIA was having a hard time interrogating somebody, you're just like, I'm going to call the, I'm going to call your dad. I'm going to get your dad in here. All right. All right. We're calling artichoke and you just get artichoke on the phone. And they send over four people who were there to just torture the shit out of the guy until they got what they wanted. Mm. Like that's what they were. They were just mobile torture teams. but it wasn't
1: even like targeted torture. Like, in the way that like a torturer guy comes and like does this thing to torture you. It's like, they were just trying shit out and it was like fucking yes! you up. Like it wasn't like, Oh, we do this because it does this. They were just like, do yeah, no, this. absolutely not. They're like do this crazy bullshit. Like, Oh, well, put them in the loud ass room and then whip them with fucking ropes or whatever. Like <laughs> it's
0: fucking not, it's, it's not, it's unbelievable. Uh while that's what they did most of the time, other times artichoke scientists came up with a new drug or other technique they wished to test. And they sent out a call looking for expendable subjects. Oh, God. So they weren't having enough house calls. They just put out the call. And we're like, hey, hey, we're kind of bored. Anybody? Anybody want to torture Anybody? Jesus. The task of producing the drugs for Project Artichoke belonged to Camp Dietrich. So, by the way, we've got so many people who say they live near there, or they drove by there, or they knew somebody who worked at Camp Uh, Dietrich. Camp Dietrich? Yes, I believe they still today work there. They're still it's still up today. Apparently, I didn't know that. And what they do there is again the kind of I guess been renamed, but they uh, get I guess they kind of still do like biological stuff there. Um, Really. Yes. Yeah. I got we got a ton of people oh reach my out God. to us. You literally just Google Fort Dietrich. Yeah. Fort Dietrich. That's what they call it you, now.
2: You the very first image under that pops up even on just normal Google is a person in a bio suit.
0: Yep. That's what they do there. I know. But it's <laughs> oh, still up and running. Today. Hold on.
2: Uh, you may continue, but I need to check uh, one I thing. Thought that, I thought that <laughs>
0: biological warfare is like not. Chill. But they might well, they probably don't do biological warfare anymore, quote unquote. Um, but you say I can continue, Jesse? Uh
2: I just wanted to check a thing, but it's not accurate. Okay, let's so. continue then.
0: So uh sorry, I'm sorry. I just wanted to kind of bring that up that there are there are, we have listeners who know people who work back, family members that work at this place. The task of producing the drugs for Project Artichoke belonged to Camp Dietrich, and in 1950, uh, in 1950 and continuing for the next two years the scientists had constructed an airtight spherical chamber in which controlled doses of toxins could be administered to animal or human subjects. So their reactions could be studied. Officially it was known as the 1 million liter test sphere, but it was more well known as the eight ball. (laughs) I just want to, every time I just, the minute Alex was like, this is a comic book. I was so excited for the rest of the episode because it's just evil comic book names eight ball the
1: The eight ball the 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 the, the sealed (laughs) chamber where they put gas in you
0: yeah (laughs) where they put gas in, they call it the the eight ball dude we are
1: the fucking worst people in the fucking world (laughs) i cannot believe that that is real
2: it reminds me of that scene it reminds me like the reverse of that scene in uh the rock where they try to like get the gas out of the baby Oh if my God! If anyone remembers the scene that has nothing to do with the actual rock in the very like uh, first twenty minutes, hello. yeah, like when <laughs> yeah. he starts like singing and shit. Yep, that's uh, yeah, that is uh, that's how I imagine
0: that. That sounds terrible. The eight ball was huge, dude. The eight ball was more than four stories high and weighed 131 tons, making it the largest aerobiology chamber ever built. And this Around was equator, and when what year was this? 1950. Uh, 1950. The the, the, the the this was built in. Yep. That must have cost so much money (laughs) around its equator were five airtight ports leading to the chambers uh, into which toxins could be sprayed on subjects strapped inside humidity and temperature levels inside each chamber could be regulated, allowing scientists to test the potency of various toxins under differing conditions. (laughs) But then things broke or not broke apart, but evolved. Then we get to learn about project chatter. Project Chatter was a venture. Ooh, there's a hiccup out of there. nope Oh, there's another one. We're getting through them. Hang on. That, well, can I
2: just add that uh, yep. trying to find more information about this Fort 42 trick. It was at one point in time called Fort Doom. So there you go. There you go. Fort Doom. Eight ball at Fort the Doom. Eight ball at Fort Doom. At Fort Doom. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> Put them in the eight ball.
0: <laughs> this is fucking crazy. Air this hypnosis is, is, making, is Indiana making a Jones visit today. <laughs> Air hypnosis has heard of the eight ball and wishes to inspect the new creation. <laughs> oh no,
2: we gotta get out of here, Captain America! Jump on my shoulder, Bean Boy. <laughs> in the, hang on, get not into the, likely. Get into the eight ball, and then then freaking Bean Boy just
0: fills the eight ball with weed smoke.
1: Please. Please, Captain America, let me go. Ask me again later, Doctor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Project Chatter was a venture taken on by the Navy to see if one could weaken or even eliminate free will in another person.
1: Oh, uh, yes. The honorable, admirable uh, <laughs> pursuit of
0: eliminating someone's free will. <laughs> At the end of 1950, the U.S. Navy gave the chairman of the psychology department at the University of Rochester, uh, G. Richard Wendt, a $300,000 grant to study heroin's effects. In 2020 money, that's a little over $3.2 million. Wendt established a mini institute at which students were paid $1 an hour to ingest measured doses of heroin. While he observed their reactions. Nice. That's the equivalent of $10.80 an hour in 2020 money. It's not even minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Richard Wen settled on heroin as being the most useful taking copious amounts himself until his death in 1977, <laughs> long after the experiments had stopped. <laughs> so he was just a... No,
1: he was me, just trust trust me, he's just one of those scientists gonna who's allowed to take heroin, huh? It's, good,
2: <laughs> it's gonna work. Just give me... A, you know, dude, trust me on dude, this. this shit, they the government so really...
0: No, The we government literally this. gave a heroin addict $3.2 million to do heroin experiments. Guys, we That's, need so much of this shit. <laughs> what happened? And then he did heroin <laughs> until
2: he died. I'm gonna need some more cash. Nobody oh my is God. We already is. need
1: so much heroin. <laughs> <laughs> There's, oh, yeah. Uh, Just picturing that scene of, from Traffic.
0: <laughs> during the summer of 1952, the Navy met up with the people from Project Artichoke to pair up for a series of interrogations in Frankfurt, Germany. Yes, the, team, the two evil teams literally did it. Like a Brave an and the evil Bold team. crossover? <laughs> yes, where they... Uh, where Professor Went wanted to show off his foolproof combination of drugs that was sure to make anyone talk. So he was inviting Artichoke to show Hydra off. Hydra and Cobra together as Ma- one. Yes, yes. <laughs> Professor Went felt sure that a combination of the depressant secondol, the stimulant dexedrine, and the active ingredient of mar- in marijuana, tetra- THC, hey. would, make, would make anyone talk about anything. There were five selected subjects, one known double agent, one suspected double agent, and three defectors. It'll make me talk about X Men for seven hours. (laughs) Professor Wentz combination, do you think worked or didn't work? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna say. say hugely
2: didn't like like catastrophic failure like not probably just did work I'm a gonna lot say like, of people died
0: like probably yeah, i'm to say massive you failure. are you are correct in that it did not work we will see just how badly it did not work um but uh what were the, but didn't what were the things so the, again it
1: was weed and what else
0: it was, yeah it was, it the was only everything you remember. he
1: gave them everything
0: yeah he gave them second all it's a depressant second all the stimulant dexedrine
1: and thc it's like the ingredients of diet coke and thc
0: it's it's like the opposite of what you would what like the Powerpuff Girls were made out of like sugar, sugar spice and, spice everything, and nice. everything nice, yeah. Second all dexadrine and THC creates ingredient in pot. <laughs> what does that all create? It's five sad <laughs> such subjects. such a podcast. <laughs>
1: a very itchy entrance wound from a needle.
0: <laughs> so it didn't work. And so uh artichoke team decided to give the subject uh the A treatment. What the A treatment was is it was consisted of injecting enough sodium pentothal uh, to knock them out. Then, after twenty minutes, bringing them the, the subject back to semi-consciousness with benzodrine. Then, in a state between waking and sleeping that is clearly very comfortable for them, the consultant used the technique of regression to convince the subject that he was speaking with his wife, Eva. This is one of the people that they're trying to out of the five people. Isn't that what like Scientologists
1: do to like make you think you have past lives? I mean, that's in
2: general. I think that's past life regression, is most of that. You you were sort of in a very
0: stressful point, and then they're like, This is what's true about you, right? That interrogation went on for an hour. And whenever the subject became too drowsy, you would get another shot of Benzedrine. At the conclusion, the subject was weeping violently. And it was suggested that he would not remember what had transpired. It
1: was suggested. Yeah. Yeah. he will be probably not. Remember. We. fine. What does that mean? It was suggested by who? Like somebody who felt
0: bad about it. Yeah. Like they they basically said. Yeah. They basically said like, "Eh, he probably won't remember. Remember. It's fine. Unsurprisingly, in 1953, however, Project Chatter was abandoned. (laughs) One of Project Artichoke's biggest fascinations was creating a truth serum through the universe of psychopharmacology the truth serum would be ideally paired with a potion that would open the mind to programming and an amnesiac that would allow the wiping away of memory
1: so this so is they, just a made-up entire structure of how the brain works
0: yes basically they're just hoping it works in particular way clearly are not right but yeah they basically Jesus. wanted to get the truth out and then be able to wipe the person clean and be like, all right bye what the do you mean wipe dr- them clean like wipe their memory of everything that happened
1: and they're just like a like the like men in black is,
2: it is literally yeah, alex it's literally the plot of an am, uh, amnesia rebirth
0: that this like, is they, yeah. they're doing
1: yeah <laughs> this is fucking That's crazy crazy dude.
0: yeah the first Nuts. drug the first drug was the active ingredient in marijuana tetrahydrocannabinol thc the CIA's predecessor, the uh, OSS, had refined the substance to a potent liquid that had no taste, color, or odor. That's called a bean juice. <laughs> <laughs> this was tested for months on the artichoke team in varying doses by mixing it into candy, salad dressing, and mashed potatoes.
1: My then three witnesses.
0: Try- <laughs> and Then they tried smoking it. The conclusions gathered, the active ingredient marijuana brings on a, quote, state of irresponsibility appears to relax all inhibitions. And the sense of humor is accentuated to the point where any statement or situation can become extremely funny. End quote.
1: Yeah, and it helps you it. understand how a less yep. than good quality cheeseburger can still be kind of delicious in the right situation.
2: <laughs> if you think about it.
1: Like sometimes we actively go for shittier foods just because we want that experience. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's I, wild
0: <laughs> because this was not a useful tool in interrogations. However, the project ended up moving onward. The next. That's drug just what happened did, every
1: time anything happened. They were like, ah. so when, you,
0: when you go to cocaine and that, I mean, sorry, I just ruined it. I was going to say, when you go to marijuana, what's the next drug you go to when you want to try it? Advil. It's cocaine.
2: Oh. Is this yeah. like one of those things where they were like, all right, let's just keep ch- Are we going to end up where they're like, bring out the peyote. Let's
0: do this. Thing. Is this where, is this where we're going? <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. That's so, a yes. The CIA sponsored experiments in which mental patients were given uh, were given it in forms in various forms, including injection. An early report said cocaine produced elation and talkativeness and later experiments suggested that it could induce, quote, free and spontaneous speech, free and spontaneous beating your wife to death.
2: (laughs) Uh, Question. And I don't know if either of you know this. When in this nation of ours, what was it? Was it during the 1920s? and prohibition when everyone decided like look stop giving your kids cocaine for their toothaches like there was a time where heroin and cocaine like you could just go down the street to the drugstore yeah.
0: and pick some stuff I mean, we, up we we talked about it in the black widow episodes uh yeah, of like was, how easy it was to get that stuff i mean
2: even in the 60s there when, was there when, were pills you could mm, take were pretty much just people uppers were drilling holes in people's heads at one point should it st- crazy stupid i just would love to know when that moment was when people decided like what government program decided hey look no drugs all drugs is bad and then now we're slowly moving back towards effort you know what take care of yourself as long as you don't hurt other people you're fine like there was clearly this definitely rings of uh, of sort of a uh, prohibition thing but also i remember it just in general, in the in the 70s and 80s, the whole idea of like, if you believe in Jesus, you won't do drugs. It's killing America. I,
1: I think that I think the the Coca-Cola thing happened in the 1800s.
2: For sure. Yes. I'm
1: talking about like there was medicine that you would give your kids for toothaches that had coke in it. I think this was in like 1910, 1915,
0: 1920. i If you can find it, I tried to do a quick one on my phone, but we'll continue on in the meanwhile.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no. 1914. They created the myth of the, quote, Negro Cocaine fiend
2: ah it's always ah, racist isn't it (laughs) of course always 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 ah of course with the
1: with the with the weed war and weed and all that shit too the idea was that it would drive specifically black people crazy and make them impervious to bullets jesus
2: christ yeah that sounds like a reason that america (laughs) would be like ah of course oh uh,
1: literally any reason (laughs) we'll take it like
2: (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ Yeah, I'm looking at another article right now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was racist sentiment. Of course. Of course. God damn it, dude. And then, yeah, in the 80s, crack. And they were just like, oh, you know, crack cocaine in the inner city code word.
1: I've never been like, this is a great American thing that was invented. And then looked back and been like, and it was invented by like smart people just trying to do a good thing. (laughs) It's never that. It's never that.
0: (laughs) Well... The results of the experiment with cocaine, while promising, were still unre- too unreliable for use in what they wanted in special interrogations. So what was the next drug, boys? Just take a guess. What do you think? Acid. Uh, Heroin. Bingo. It was heroin. The next drug trial was heroin. What a great CIA memos, list right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. CIA memos note that heroin was, heroin was, quote, frequently used by police and intelligence officers, end quote. And that it and other addictive substances, quote, can be useful in reverse because of the stresses they produce when uh, when they are withdrawn from those who are addicted time out. to their time use. Out. Are
2: you saying like in general at the time they were like, you know what? Yep. Police officers love heroin. Yes.
0: Like it was being used frequently by, uh, Experts by police. Experts were and, saying
2: it was, quote, a little
1: bit too much, but kind of chill.
0: <laughs> Holy But crap. they also came up with the result. But I love the the second quote is they basically were like. Yeah, but if you take the heroin away from them, they, they have, get real, they get really problematic. Like it's not a good, reliable thing to do. <laughs> Jesus. So heroin was crossed off the list. Next on the list, you've got only. Well, this is the last one. Oh, the no, no, got two one? more. This one and one more. What was the next one? Acid. Shrooms. I don't. I, 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 I'll tell you, you. Ready? The next drug on the list was mescaline. Oh,
1: mescaline. Uh, it it's like, okay. it's yeah. like the original acid.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. The first psychoactive drug to be synthesized actually in a laboratory. The OG acid. Fun fact. Scientists at Camp Dietrich questioned German scientists about their mescaline experiments that had per- been performed on prisoner uh, prisoners at the Dachau camp, concentration camp. The experiments yielded mixed results, but the Nazis mixed. were convinced that mescaline had untapped potential. Huh. Ultimately, though... Masculine was also crossed off the list of potential truth serums.
1: You know how those Nazis be. They call them mixed results. I call them unforgivable war crimes. It <laughs>
0: you know, it's, it's,
1: it's just depends on how you look at it, no I guess. No matter
0: perspective to these guys, it's all that matters. But it wouldn't be until this final drug, which we all know where we're going with this one. Gottlieb stumbled upon LSD as a possibility for the truth serum and started a series of experiments.
1: Mm-hmm-hmm.
0: First... Like any good scientist, Gottlieb tried it on himself. And finding his trip illuminating. Don't say it like
2: that. Don't say like, I got a good scientist. <laughs> that's, how, that's how incredible hulks are made. Don't do that shit. Listen, Don't man, we already have
0: like evil leagues of supervillains out there. We teaming need up. a hulk. Teaming up to do, yeah, up. <laughs> to do team books. <laughs> uh, Legion of Doom. After taking his, uh, his first bit of LSD. And having his first trip, that first sweet, in, sweet taste, he found it incredibly illuminating. And so he accelerated the pace of his LSD experiments. His first subjects were volunteers in the CIA or scientists from the SOD at Camp Dietrich. Some agreed to be dosed at specific Wait, moments. Just people were and, like, Hey, yeah. They do like, hey, do you want to participate in this? The dude took it and he loved it. And he was like, Oh, hell yeah, brother. It was fucking, let's see what other people think. Um, some agreed to be dosed at specific moments in controlled environments, while others agreed to be surprised. So different reactions Whoa. might be observed. Yes, there was. They so were, were agreed like, to be like, LSD me, but don't tell me. People are like me I when think. I go to a bar
2: and I don't know what I want to drink and I'm trying to flirt with the bartender. I'm like, you know what? Surprise me. And they hate it. But like, <laughs> I'm just fine with it. Him. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is <laughs> roofing me. Is that what is that what's happening?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. However. Later on, this would evolve. Instead of asking for permission, the agency trainees were eventually just given LSD without ever giving them a heads up or without their agreement.
2: You love to see it, yeah. Good times on wait, November fourth, nineteen fifty-two. Just to repeat that, they just yeah, decided, it, let's give it to randoms. Just they cause. later said,
0: "F it," and they were giving it to agency trainees without giving them any for, sort of a heads up. But how would they? How would they know? They'd lace their food and their drinks and their coffees and yeah, shit. Right,
2: but it wouldn't I would imagine each person reacts differently in different part like periods of time based yeah. on digestion. So like how would they know when they reacted or
0: if the agent even reported it? Jesse, you're forgetting something. This is this whole thing is a fucking experiment. I guess you're right, they, I, but I mean, like that. No, but that's not true. Experiments have they, they probably wa- knew their schedules and they like, probably, like,
2: I like. Imagine it, they knew their
0: schedules, knew if they called out, watched them and observed them throughout their day. Um, that I mean, they I know people were being this quietly is like movie observed. Science,
2: though this isn't this is like how real science is done. No, absolutely, there is not. no control this group is, here. Like, no, there's, there's like let's see what no. happens. The, eight, the eight ball. Okay. <laughs> like I don't know what you're expecting here man <laughs> Fort I don't doom, know science okay? even Evil team I, ups. Would am- I would imagine even the Nazi scientists Would be like well actually The, the serum that I have Like no 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 this f em. <laughs> Do it to all of them. Like, that, that sounds only... like an American thing to me. The Nazis and would be he... like, we must have controls so we know <laughs> the answer. And the America's like, no, America eh, is doing the cowboy shooting, all shooting of them. from the hip.
0: You're infected. You're infected. You're infected. Yeah, That's you're fine. That's the most uh,
1: American thing I've fucking, ever heard. Uh, just put some fucking spores <laughs> in San Francisco. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: is very American. Oh, Man, yeah, Literally everyone
1: pissed red. Who cares?
0: <laughs> it's supposed to be painless but it's supposed to be uh-huh. harmless. no big deal <laughs> well continuing the shit show of falling and upward on November 4th <sighs> 1952 we, as we all, all our history buffs know Eisenhower was elected into office yep. and what did Eisenhower do after elected he moved the CIA director General Walter Bedell Smith to undersecretary of state and Alan Dulles into the now newly vacated CIA director position so now Dahls was the CIA director. Eisenhower then selected Dulles' older brother, John Farr Foster Dahls, as Secretary of State, essentially allowing Gottlieb to do anything he fucking wanted to without any repercussions whatsoever. Those two promotions basically ensured that mad science could run free for a little while.
1: I just don't go ahead, understand what was so... I, I don't understand what was so appealing. Like, I don't like there was not, it was, it was yielding I mean, no results. Yeah, I was going to say
0: literally cause yeah, cause they're literally yielding no results here. Nothing that they've learned has been valuable to them other than it doesn't work.
1: Like if it gets away from itself and people are just like, Oh, this is just a way for us to torture people without uh, like, you know, getting in trouble technically. Like I get that, but I don't understand how upon review, They could come back and be like, no, we do need this.
2: I feel like there is an element here that we might be missing, and I would wager it's we heard from one of our assets that in Soviet Russia they're doing this exact same thing and well, they, they have mind Soviet. control people. In and Russia, so, they
0: were trying to crack mind control too at the but, same but time. But I'm saying
2: like, we probably had intelligence that clearly wasn't accurate that the Soviets were like, they can control <laughs> minds now and we have to control my again. Going back yeah. to what I said last time with, with FDR, they were like, look, Hitler's looking for ancient artifacts. We have to look for ancient artifacts because if they do exist, we're totally screwed. And yeah. that's, I feel like the same thing here. And they're like, if they have mind people, we need to have mind people. That's and that's crazy. But that's, I guarantee you, what's missing in this whole thing to explain why they would do something that is so
0: stupid. Well, it got worse. It finally crossed over all this time. We were torturing people across countries and other and other areas, of uh, black sites and prisons and whatnot. But the one rule it seems like our government had. For the most part, is don't fuck with our own citizens. We, we I don't did not believe have that the, for
2: a minute. Well, I think they mean don't fuck with our white citizens is what, yes, is what you, they what they're saying. You know you are
0: absolutely correct. Yeah, that is about to say I
2: know our government. But <laughs> that, that
0: changes now. It's time to fuck with a white citizen. Now given completely unleashed, Gottlieb brought several doctors into C, into the CIA's mind control orbit and pushed them to carry out tests on psychoactive drugs. Paul Hawk of the New York Psychiatric Institute. Eventually agreed to inject mescaline into one of his patients so its effects could be examined. The patient was called Howard Blauer. Harold Blauer was a 42-year-old professional tennis player who had come seeking treatment for some depression following a particularly rough divorce.
2: This was just dude was suffering from depression, and they were like, that's the one.
0: Yep. God. Beginning on December 5th, 1952. One of Hawk's assistants injected Blower with a concentrated mescaline derivative without explanation or warning. He was injected another five times over the course of a month. Blower complained that the treatment he was, was giving him hallucinations and asked that it be, it be ended. But Hawk insisted that Blower proceed. On January 8th, 1953, Blower was given a dose 14 times greater than the previous one he had gotten. What the fuck is that number? <laughs> The notes taken as he, uh, yeah, I know. The notes taken were uh, as as his reaction followed were were these: nine fifty three a.m. injected, nine fifty nine a.m. He began to flail wildly. Ten o one a.m. His body stiffened, and by twelve fifteen p.m. he was pronounced dead.
2: Yeah, I mean. Fourteen times anything of a drug is that is an overdose waiting to happen. Imagine yeah. taking two Advil, and then imagine taking fucking twenty eight Advil. <laughs> it's insane. Just, just a, re, I mean, just a reminder. Like looking at some that is on my desk right now. It's like, uh hey, if you have more than six in twenty four hours, you will literally be in trouble. Twenty eight. <laughs> <28? laughs> You're dead, I guess. Good night. Listen. Good night.
0: Well, Gottlieb's first 18 months of experiments gained no insight into how hallucinogenics could be how used for mind about control. That. <laughs> One and a half years. He was then, unfortunately, for himself, left with two options. One, there was no truth serum drug, or two, there was a truth serum drug and it had yet to be found. Gottlieb chose to believe the latter. And so he conceived the idea of a brand new project that would subsume artichoke and give him authority over all CIA research into mind control. With this, he would test every imaginable drug and technique, plus plus others yet untried. He would be free not only to experiment on expendables in secret prisons abroad, but also to feed LSD to witting and unwitting Americans. From there, he would go on to test, study, and investigate Every substance or method that might be used as a tool to control minds, all experiments could be conducted under one umbrella program. Gottlieb would run this program would be the most uh, the, would be the most systemic and widest ranging mind control project ever undertaken by any government at the time. <laughs> and on April third, nineteen fifty three, a memo crafted by Gottlieb Helms, CIA Directorate of Plans, was presented to Dulles. The memo, which was declassified in a highly redacted state had this to say to develop a capability in the covert use of biological and chemical materials. This area includes the production of various psychological conditions, which could support present or future clandestine operations. Aside from the offensive potential, the development of a comprehensive capability in this field of covert chemical and biological warfare, giving us a thorough knowledge of the enemy's theoretical potential, thus enabling us to defend ourselves against a foe who might not be as restrained in the use of these techniques as we are. For example, we intend to investigate the development of a chemical material which causes a reversible, non-toxic, aberrant mental state, the specific nature of which can be reasonably well predicted for each individual. This material could potentially aid in discrediting individuals' eliciting information, implanting suggestion, or in other forms of mental control. That, Following that memo, sorry, continue.
2: I'm ju- No, that's just nuts that the, the memo is literally saying... Because our enemy could be bad. We should be worse. Yep. Literally.
0: (laughs) It's so bonkers. And so on April 13th, 1953, the proposal was officially approved. The assets of the program included the following a $300,000 starting budget, about $3 million in 2020 money. No subjected to uh, not subjected to financial controls whatsoever. Permission to launch research and conduct experiments at will. Quote, without the signing of the usual contracts or other written agreements, end quote. And finally, a new cryptonym, one that we were all excited to hear from episode one. Weapon the new X. project was called <laughs> Project MKUltra. Damn. And next episode, we will truly begin MK Ultra and everything that it did. This is dude, fucking bullshit. I was gonna say dude. good and bad, but is, there is no good. It's just this bad. This is fucking bullshit. This is I can't <laughs>
1: believe that real people got to spend millions of dollars on this.
0: Yep. Good fucking lord. And it lasted 10 years. MK Ultra was a decade-long project. I
1: can't wait to hear all the great technological advancements that have that <laughs> it brought us.
0: Yes, all of the great, great things we learned out of MK Ultra. Uh, but that's it, Man. boys. That's episode two of the that brings us up to the timeline of MK ultra moving forward. That is <laughs> that is crazy
2: that that I mean, it's all real. Like it's it's happened. That's, this isn't like a conspiracy. This is yep. stuff that actually happened and uh it's hard to believe, but at the same time, the I think the more we learn and the more information spreads freely and yeah. the more that there's information request things you can do with the government, the more it's just like Yeah, I mean, it happened 50 years ago, so we're not too concerned, but it's like, yeah, all right, if that happened 50 years ago, what is happening right now? Right. 50 years ago, is not
0: long. It's not long at all. (laughs)
1: Uh, Suddenly, that Israeli prime minister is not sounding so crazy, is he? (laughs) Oh,
0: about the aliens?
1: (laughs) No, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I'm with you on that one, Jesse. That's that's just a guy trying to sell a fucking book. Honestly, I'm surprised.
2: <laughs> i'm just saying Jess, uh, alex, they would name it a federation uh nah, aliens would call it something cool like the cuckoo Clan. the Clan, right um, come on let's not let's
0: not pretend that From sounds now a lot on. like the ku klux klan it really <laughs> oh, does no. it really does <laughs> Oh no! i thought that was done on purpose i thought that was a purposeful joke you were making <laughs> uh, um but now uh, alex when you're doing your new 52 podcast i hope you have a new eye if you see the eight ball show up anywhere, now you know where its origins come <laughs> Comic from. Comic books aren't even creative anymore. That's what no. I learned. <laughs> we'll be back next week, everybody. Thank you guys so much for watching. We're going to be going and recording a mini-sode right Ooh. for the Patreon to drop Ooh. right after this. I'm going to so. talk about the
1: Zodiac on it. So come listen to it. Patreon.com. Yeah, people have been asking us about, the about the Zodiac. Ooh.
0: I'm going to be talking about the Israeli guy and uh, what a uh, hunk of trash and that whole thing is and why it's a hunk of trash. Oh, don't and say it I don't like know what, that. Baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I respect we'll the Israeli man who said <laughs> the aliens are telling us that we're not ready because we need spaceships, but also that we have a secret base on Mars. Here's we'll talk the thing. About
2: it. We do need spaceships, though, because that shit's cool. <laughs> yeah, anyway, right. let's
0: get yeah, out of here. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.